Hi friends and welcome back to the Gubba podcast. I'm Gubba, a first-time homesteader following in the footsteps of my homesteading forebearers. On this podcast, I discuss homesteading, food storage, preparedness, and everything in between. Today, I'm going to be talking about my food storage, how I actively use it, and what my kitchen looks like day-to-day with a prepper pantry. If you have listened to any of my podcasts or tuned into any of my homesteading content, you know that I love food storage, and I'm a huge advocate for everyone to have their own food storage. I don't think it's important just for an end-of-the-world extreme scenario, but everyday life scenarios as well. You never never know when a job will become unstable or a friend will go through a rough time and need some help with food. And if you have a food storage and you have extra on hand, you can share and help others out in scenarios that they need help in. A food storage is extra food that you have on hand. This could include dry beans, frozen meals, or just add water, freeze-dry meals. Everybody's food storage looks a little different, but I want to walk you through my kitchen and what I do to actively integrate my food storage supply. Right now in my kitchen, I have a sourdough starter blooming on my counter. I feed it once a week and make delicious English muffin bread with it. Oh man, it is so good. I ate like four pieces yesterday. Anyways, this week I realized I am down to my last bag of flour in my kitchen pantry. I had about eight large bags of flour that I worked through over the course of a year about. I do a lot of baking and cooking with flour, so I wasn't surprised when this week I opened my last bag. Was I concerned in planning my next trip to the grocery store to get flour though? No, I was not. I've been slowly building up my wheat berries into my food storage, and I recently purchased a grain mill, so now I will be shifting to grinding my own wheat berries into flour. Do you see how my food storage has been beneficial to me? I stocked up on flour over the past few years, and I have slowly gone through my supply of ground store-bought flour, so this flour that I purchased, but while I was going through it, I started to build up a different supply of flour in the form of wheat berries. So I was getting these wheat berries and then putting them into five-gallon buckets with mylar bags and oxygen absorbers so I can use them later on down the road. Now that I'm out of flour, I will now be using them. And if I lived bag to bag of flour or even only bought two bags of flour at a time or small bags, I would have to rush to the store because I'm out and waste gas and time, which neither of those I do not want to waste. Have you seen the gas prices lately? I literally made one Costco run a year or so ago, bought a bunch of flour, and it has lasted me quite a while. And to be honest, some of the bags even went past the expiration date by a few months, but I found that the flower performed the same as the non-expired flower, so don't let expiration dates intimidate you. I was able to test the expired flower by feeding it to my sourdough starter, and my starter still rose every time. There was no issue, and expiration dates are just a suggestion anyway. If you didn't know that, so like canned beans go like three years past their expiration date, and something important to keep in mind with going past expiration dates, our nose 
and eyes are so tuned in to figuring out if food is bad. So if you open up a can, it doesn't look right. Your eyes are telling you it's not good. If it doesn't smell right, that's the biggest indicator that food has gone bad. So trust your intuition and your senses because I think that's part of the reason our senses have developed and we've been given them is that we're able to determine what is safe to put in our body. And you can also look up expiration dates and how they're just a suggestion online. I don't strictly go by them. I have yogurt in my fridge actually that expired quote unquote about a month ago, but it's still good. And I will use it until it's not good anymore, until it smells or has other growth on it. But with the flour, I was able to feed my starter and bake bread weekly because I thought ahead and bulked up on a necessary ingredient that I used a lot of. And regardless of the expiration dates, like it was still working in my kitchen, my food pantry, and for my food storage. And another common use ingredient in my kitchen is sugar. Again, I bake a lot, so I bulk purchased sugar about a year ago, and I am still using that supply. I got a 25 pound bag of cane sugar, dumped it into a five gallon pail, and I keep that five gallon pail with a gamma lid in my pantry. I drag it out to refill smaller containers in my kitchen, but it is so nice to have a large supply of sugar on hand for when I need it. I will never go back to buying smaller bags of sugar again. I used to get like just the small, I think a couple pound bags of sugar that you get at Walmart or whatever, but I would run out of those so fast. I was always running to the store. And what's so great is that sugar lasts indefinitely. And if you have the space, why not buy more, right? If, especially if you're using it. If you don't use sugar, if you're on a no sugar diet, I can see why maybe you wouldn't want to get it, but you would also want to think in emergency emergency situations, if we have another shutdown or something again, and if you want to have sugar. Sugar is not something I can make myself. So I got bees to come out to the homestead. I have two beehives and I'm hopefully going to learn how to have a steady supply of sugar on my homestead through honey. So now this is an example of my animals integrating into my food storage supply. My cow has also done this with her milk. Her milk has integrated into my food storage supply. Sugar is a staple in my long-term storage as well. If you have watched some of my video on my food storage or any of my Instagram reels, you've probably seen the number 10 cans that I have purchased from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Bishop Storehouses. You don't have to be a member to shop there, but they have great long-term food options. These cans of sugar are an easy way to bulk store sugar in a way to ensure that there are no bugs, moisture or light that gets into the sugar and makes it clumpy or not good anymore. And if I ever ran out of sugar in my five gallon bucket in my pantry and I didn't want to run to the store, I would crack one of those babies open and use it for whatever I was baking or cooking. So I'm not opposed into utilizing my long-term storage in situations like that. Like it's there to be used. So I want to use it if I need to use it. I have also done multiple pantry tour videos. And if you've ever watched, then you have noticed that I keep my pantry full. I would suggest you try to, to always keep whatever pantry you have as full as possible too. And you can work up to this. It doesn't have to be overnight. You can build up foods you enjoy eating. And this past week I made enchiladas. 
I finally used some enchilada sauce that I bought in bulk from Azure Standard last year. I have about 24 jars of it and I was so grateful that I had this obscure ingredient on hand so I didn't have to run to the store when I wanted enchiladas and I don't have enchiladas all the time. So it was just nice to have this sauce there in my pantry when I needed it. With the enchiladas, I also had everything on hand. I needed to make them. I had black beans, corn, tomatoes, and chilies, which were all canned and in my pantry. I can't explain the feeling of bliss I experience when I have all the ingredients I need to make a recipe. When I use cans for my pantry, I rotate the older cans forward and keep an eye on what needs to be stocked. I want to continually replenish my pantry plus add additional to what I already have in my pantry. This past week, I also made pulled pork sliders. So side note, they were absolutely amazing and totally to die for. I will have the recipe on my website and you need to make these. They are so, so, so good. But I started out making these by making homemade rolls. This required flour, which I have in my pantry, butter, which I have a plethora of in my freezer storage, sugar, which I have in my pantry, yeast, which I have in my pantry, but isn't necessary to use because I have a sourdough starter. But sometimes I want a quick rise with yeast and sourdough I'll have to let sit for eight hours to get rolls. And salt, which I have an abundance of throughout my pantry. I also made homemade barbecue sauce, so for this item, you could bulk store your favorite barbecue sauce or you can make it from scratch whenever you need it. I prefer making it because it is easy and I can make the amount I need for a specific recipe. Barbecue sauce requires ketchup, mustard, vinegar, spices, and Worcestershire sauce. All of these things I have in my pantry. I learned while making it though that I need to bulk up on Worcestershire sauce. I hate saying that word because I opened up my last bottle. I was making the barbecue barbecue sauce and ran out of Worcestershire. I was elated when I found a bottle in my pantry. I cook with this a lot and love it. So I ordered a bulk amount from Azure after that night. I don't want to be out here having my food storage and not having things that I actually utilize. I also realized I need vinegar in bulk because I don't have that in bulk either, and that's used for cleaning, and you can do so much with vinegar. It's used in recipes. I use it when I'm pickling, and the pork for this recipe was previously canned up from frozen pork chops I had sitting in my freezer. The pork chops were there for a while. I got them out, thawed them, raw, pack, canned them, and now I have pork ready to go on my shelf. So now that I had used those items, I make a plan to replenish them. I'm actively working on moving meat from my freezer to my pantry via canning. It is so nice being able to get meat ready to go off of my pantry shelf instead of waiting for it to thaw and then having to cook it up. I'd much rather just cook it in the canner with the raw pack method. It is so easy. I'm also a part of a farm share where I get the produce weekly from a local farm and this has tested my skill of being able to preserve food. I've been pickling a lot. My own farm fresh eggs from my own chickens have been in abundance. So I'm learning what to do with those items. The produce that comes to me either hops into my freezer or I pickle it or eat it or hand it off to my chickens if I don't like it, like cabbage or something, no thanks. So my chickens have been getting a lot of my farm fresh produce as well. I'm not a huge vegetable person. So I have realized that, 
But Costco has been one of my favorite places to bulk buy goods for my pantry. But now that I am more remote, I love shopping online through Azure Standard. I made mayonnaise this week too, and I needed some lemon juice to add to it. So all I had to do was open up my pantry and grab a bottle of lemon juice for this recipe. I didn't have to run to the store to get fresh lemons. I just have organic lemon juice sitting in my pantry. And I love ingredients that last for long periods of time on the shelf because I'm able to use them in a pinch when I'm making a recipe. Over the past year, I have been putting wheat berries into long-term storage via mylar bags and oxygen absorbers. And now I will start cracking those open so I can begin to grind my own wheat. I kind of picture my food storage process as always trying to climb up the ladder. Can I buy in bulk what I'm using? Can I store this for long-term storage? Can I grow this? And the goal is to be self-sufficient, but because that knowledge has been lost for generations, it is taking me a bit of work to get back to that self-sufficient knowledge. And having a food storage is a great way to start a journey towards self-sufficiency though. And my freezer is one of my favorite ways to store food. I love having a freezer. I actually have multiple and I actively grab foods from the freezer to add into whatever I'm cooking. I haven't had to buy onions for months because I purchased bulk frozen onions and I use these frozen onions for all the recipes that I need onion for. It tastes the same to me and saves me many one-time grocery store trips for the recipes that call for onions and say I don't have onions on hand, then I would have to go to the store. I also do this with carrots and celery. Not a lot of my recipes call for these ingredients, but if they do, I wanna have them on hand in a freezer allows me to do that. Currently, I have milk stocked up in my freezers and I am rotating those half gallon jars into my kitchen as well. So do you see how I rotate things from my food storage into my pantry, into my kitchen for cooking, whether it's directly into the pantry or I'm canning it or using it for dinner that night, I make sure to use what I have on hand. Like your food storage is meant to be used. So make sure you get out and use it. You're rotating through so you don't forget stuff because that's being wasteful. And then you will be wasting money and we don't want to do that. But thank you everybody for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on food storage and how I rotate it into my kitchen and I hope it's motivational. I think everybody should have a food storage, but I hope you guys have the best day. Thank you so much for listening. Don't do anything a gobble wouldn't do. Bye!